At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the look at right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got a tremendous hour for you as in 15 minutes, we're going to be joined by the duo of Pro Football Focus's Ben Brown along with Matt Landis. We're going to have a nice little roundtable discussion based on what we can expect in week one. Should we be targeting some of these home underdogs as we've got quite a few home underdogs out there in week number one, a little bit of a rarity to have this many home underdogs, so we're going to be talking about that and so much more. A little bit of strategy to wind up getting you set for the upcoming season. We have now gotten past all the preseason action. So now we are going to be getting into the regular season with just one more Sunday without the NFL before we wind up getting out the NFL red zone with like the Octobox and everything like that. And trust me, life is just so much better when you wind up having the Octobox, red zone, all that good stuff. So we are very much looking forward to that. Going to have a great chat in about 15 minutes. And here in this segment, going to be focusing on a little bit of baseball because we do have an expansive board for this Tuesday. We've got all 30 teams in Major League Baseball in action. And I want to be doing a write-up every single day for DK Nation. Want to get burnt because the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Philadelphia Phillies had no pitching whatsoever on Monday. So we wind up going back to the NL West on Tuesday. We're going to avoid the Arizona Diamondbacks. And instead, we're going to be taking a look at what's happening out there by the Bay as we wind up going with the San Francisco Giants and the San Diego Padres game. This is 961, 962 on the board. It is going to be Blake Snell on the bump for the Padres. And Logan Webb is going to be going for San Francisco. Total on this game is 7.5, shaded to the under. And when it comes to the Padres, find them anywhere between about a minus 115 to a minus 125 favorite. 
plus 105, maybe a plus 106 is what you're finding right now on the San Francisco Giants. And I'm willing to trust in the Giants in this spot. They are currently wrapping up their game from Monday as I wind up doing this as I'm seeing a little bit of a calamity here from the San Diego Padres bullpen as all of a sudden this game has become 6-5 as I do this live. I will get you guys a final one and why it's becoming final, but take a look at the game that we're going to be seeing in this one. And part of the reason why I'm going to be fading the San Diego Padres is ironically enough what we're witnessing right now and that the San Diego Padres bullpen it has been a leaking a little bit of oil ever since our good friend Josh Hader has wound up joining the fold as his ERA with the San Diego Padres, and I'm not even kidding here, 23-19. That is north of the year that we're in right now, and if your ERA is north of the current year, well, it's not going too well for you. It has been just a really, really bad run of things. And When it comes to the San Francisco Giants, they have been darn near automatic when Logan Webb has been pitching at home over the last two seasons in home games. So this excludes the playoffs. When Logan Webb winds up pitching at home, the team is 23-4 and in his 26 starts plus one relief appearance. So they have been lights out whenever Logan Webb has been at home. And Logan Webb has better numbers when he's at home rather than when he's on the road. For Logan Webb, he's pitched 84 and two-thirds innings in 14 home starts this season. He's given up right around 2.4 walks per nine innings, a 2.88 ERA. But on top of that, what is really impressive is allowed eight home runs thus far this season on the road in about half the amount of innings. He's allowed just two this season. When he's been at home, make that six home runs, give it up on the road, but still a very, very big divide. Meanwhile, he's going up against Guy and Blake Sell, who he's been able to shape up a little bit recently. The team wound up being really bad in his first starts as they wound up starting out one and eight in his first nine starts of the season. They've been able to do a better job recently, though they've dropped each out of his last two. But ever since he wound up getting to San Diego, Blake Sell has some of the more demonstrative home and road splits they're going to find in the league. You Darvish does as well, but for Estelle, he's got a... 534 ERA with 6.1 walks per nine innings on the road compared to a 334 ERA with 3.2 walks surrendered per nine innings at home. Big divide there. And when it comes to Blake Snell and not being able to lend a lot of length with what we've been seeing out of the San Diego Padres bullpen here tonight, it could wind up leading to them having to throw out their Josh Hader, who he is a man that is broken and just cannot get up right now. It has been really, really bad. And for the San Francisco Giants, one thing that you're able to bank on with this team is that they're going to do a good job with their platooning. They don't necessarily have that one guy that's been able to come out and have just an absolutely massive season. Jock Peterson, along with Wilmer Flores, they're your main two mashers. They've got between them 35 home runs. But these two gentlemen, they're on there. Austin Slater, Luis Gonzalez, J.D. Davis, Tommy LaStella, Evan Longoria, all these guys. But anyway, between about a 245 to, I believe that you've got Slater as high as a 267, but everyone else is at a 260 or less down to a 244. So you've got a lot of consistency with this lineup. And for the San Diego Padres, credit where credit is due. This is a team that has been able to do a better job of being able to generate offense on the road rather than at home. As a matter of fact, their home and road splits, they wind up getting nearly a full run per game more when they're on the road rather than at home as right now. In terms of runs scored on a per-game basis, the only team in the National League that winds up having less, that'd be the Washington Nationals, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Miami Marlins. Not necessarily monsters of the midway when it comes to your offense for either of those three teams, but we have seen them have a trio of guys be able to give them between 23 and 24 home runs, Manny Machado, Juan Soto, along with, along with Brandon Drury. So these guys have been rock solid, and you really don't have that one distinct weak spot for this team, but 
you just expected a little bit more from Juan Soto. You've expected a little bit more from Josh Bell. You've expected a little bit more from Jake Cronenworth, and they just have not been able to come through for the team at this point. And the San Francisco Giants have had a rough season all year long in terms of the bullpen. They rank at the bottom 10 in terms of bullpen ERA, but currently they're on their best stretch of the season. Coming into tonight, the bullpen ERA was right around a 280 since August 13th. That is in the top five in the big leagues in that stretch. So maybe they would do a relatively solid job in that front as well. The Giants, they've given up three runs or fewer in five out of their last eight home games, including what we wound up seeing on Monday. So maybe they will do a solid job on that front as well. So I do think that you guys have relatively solid value here with a guy in Logan Webb that has been the ultimate slump buster for the San Francisco Giants. Certainly has been a rough state of affairs for this Giants team, but I do think that with the San Francisco Giants, they've got good value with Logan Webb. I do not trust Blake Snell on the road. I felt like the San Francisco Giants should have honestly been right around about a minus 135 favorite in this spot. I do think that the value has just wound up going down, down, down on them because of this recent stretch. And certainly I've had to adjust my numbers a little bit on the San Francisco Giants as a result, but I'm willing to take a look at the Giants because I do trust the man that is going to be starting for them on Tuesday. So looking at the Giants on the money line with my DK Nation write-up, do mind if saying Metro at 7.2 as well. I do think that Snell, who has been giving up a lot of walks, he still has been able to get a lot of strikeouts right around 12 punch-outs per nine innings. I think that he's going to be able to deliver electric stuff. Still a pitcher-friendly ballpark. I think that Logan Webb holds the Padres' bats at base. So looking at the under as well in this spot. And this is a game that we wanted talking about with our good friend Jason Weingarten in our number one. And I wound up referencing that this is one of those games in which it's like trying to pick between your favorite two children as we wound up going 963-964 on the betting board. Two teams that have been able to make you a whole lot of money post-all-star break. The Cleveland Guardians, they play us the Baltimore Orioles. Spencer Watkins is going to be going for the Orioles. And you got Cal Quantrill is going to be on the bump for the Cleveland Guardians. And the Guardians, they're finding themselves favorites anywhere between minus 145 to a minus 155. And then when it comes to the Baltimore Orioles, getting them anywhere between about a plus 135, seeing as high as a plus 140 out there as well. And we've seen the money wind up coming in on the Cleveland Guardians a little bit more as they wind up opening up right around in a lot of spots in this neighborhood, about a minus 150 favorite. We've seen a couple moves to the Cleveland Guardians, but with that said, the Orioles being right around a plus 140, I think you're starting to get a little bit of value. I would like to see this get up to more around a plus 142 to a plus 143, but I've been highly impressed by what we've been getting out of this Orioles team all season long because the bullpen has really been their saving grace. You've got so many guys like Joey Crebiel, Felix Batista, Cino Perez, throwing their Dylan Tate, all these guys giving you a sub-3-2 ERA. Keegan Aiken is a guy that's able to give you multiple innings. He's been able to do a tremendous job on that front as well. And then you do take a look at the flip side for the Cleveland Guardians. This team ranks in the top four in terms of bullpen ERA really ever since the All-Star break. These guys have been able to do a very solid job in Emmanuel Class A. Talk about a guy that has been tremendous all season long. This guy, I feel like he's been the number two best closer out there in the big leagues to only Edwin Diaz. You've got Nick Sandlin along with Trevor Steven, who are both giving you a sub three ERA as well. And both of these teams, they get a little bit of rest for that bullpen. So that winds up being able to help them out as well. But I do take a look at the balance that you've got with the Baltimore Orioles. And I am very impressed by it. You've got one guy that's starting to leap out and is really starting to hit some bombs for this team. That'd be Anthony Santander. He's got north of 20 home runs this season, but you take a look past that and you got just a whole bunch of guys that are hitting sort of in that neighborhood. If we're going to call it about a 258 to a 246, Ramon Urias, along with Ryan McKenna, Austin Hayes, Santander, we mentioned, 
and then Adelie Rushman. And if you take a look at Adelie Rushman, who got called up in very, very late May, very early June, ever since he was getting called up to the big leagues, the Orioles have been a top five team in terms of record. I really do think that a team that I was talking about a little bit before, the San Francisco Giants, while there's struggles, especially out there in the bullpen, they could be tied to the fact that Buster Posey was not buying the plate for them because it's a lot of the same bullpen pieces for the Giants there in the bottom 10 in terms of bullpen area. Adelie Rushman has really been able to make a big difference for this Baltimore Orioles team. And then they're going up against the Cleveland Guardians team that they've got some of the strangest splits I've ever seen in my life. They've got 100 home runs this season. 36 of them have wound up coming at home. This is a team that they can't wind up going deep in Cleveland. Now, it's not like the most hitter-friendly ballpark in the world, but this isn't Petco. This is not Oakland or anything like that. But what you do have with the Cleveland Guardians, guys that are able to move the line as right now you've got Andres Jimenez, Amid Rosario, Jose Ramirez, Oscar Gonzalez, Stephen Kwan, all hitting at least a 283 for this team. Really, other than Ramirez, he haven't had a lot of deep balls. He's been able to go deep 26 times, north of 100 RBI. Got a pair of guys in Jimenez along Josh Naylor. We've went deep 15 times and then passed that. You got nobody that's really driving the ball out of the yard. But I do think that both of these teams could have a we saw a pitching performance. But you do look at both of these starters. Neither of these guys are really going to be fanning a lot of gentlemen as both of these guys sub six and a half strikeouts for nine innings. Cal Quantrill coming off of a very good start against the San Diego Padres. And credit where credit is due. Spencer Watkins was the biggest fade that you could find in baseball last season. He had north of an 80 or a, he was giving up deep ball after deep ball like it was nobody's business. He has really been able to shape up this season. I did wind up saying my total right around about an 8.1. So at an 8, I'd be willing to take a look at an over if we wind up getting to 8.5 looking at an under. But that said, hoping that we can get the Orioles around about a plus 142 would be willing to fire in on that number. And Something I'm always willing to fire in on in NFL Roundtable as we've got Ben Brown along with Matt Landis joining me next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't me. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and that's why it's time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro football guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every single team with advanced stats and power rankings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards, and much more. Sign up for an early discounted rate of $175. You'll get both guides, the college basketball guide a little bit later on during this season as well, and a full access all the way through the Super Bowl to everything that we do, or join us for $40 a month and see what VEASAN has to offer to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com, slash subscribe for all your options, and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. As we're back here on The Lookout with myself, Greg Peterson, and we've got a little bit of a roundtable here to talk some football. As Matt Landis does a great job with the Props and Hops podcast. Ben Brown does amazing work over there at Pro Football Focus, and it is great to be joined by both of you gentlemen tonight. Thank you so much. Greg, thanks, yeah, thanks for, for having, having us back. Me. Pumped oh. to do it again. Got to say right off the top, Greg, congratulations on your big news. It's bittersweet to be on the final episode of The Look Ahead, but it's awesome having plenty to look forward to with the Greg Peterson experience. Weeknight starting tomorrow. Can't wait. Absolutely. I do appreciate it. And I do appreciate that the fact that the bar was set really, really high for this time slot as well. I would not want to have it any other way. You don't want to be like one of those coaches in college basketball that you take over like a three and 29 program. It's like, Oh boy, we went five and 26 this year. What a success. You'd rather have to take, be like John Shire taking over a Duke final four program. And I feel like I have big shoes to fill taking over a team that was always winning. And now I get to wind up trying to duplicate the success. And we're going to look to duplicate the success that we've had here in football and when it comes to taking a look at things, obviously big news wound up happening with the San Francisco 49ers, and I'll lead with you, Matt, since you're out there in the great state of California. What do you make out of what has all happened with the 49ers this offseason? Because they've been dealing with a few injuries, and now on top of that, they wind up having Jimmy G come back, so there's a little bit of distractions when it comes to the quarterback spot as well. Yeah, I was pretty intrigued by the news today because the 49ers of all the teams in the league might stand to benefit by having a very capable backup if and when they need to turn to him this coming season. We've seen across the interior of their offensive line, center Alex Mack retired. They were tied to J.C. Treader in a lot of rumors. Now he retired. So with Trey Lance being a bit of a wild card at quarterback, we talked last week about the stature and playing style of Kyler Murray. I think there could be some parallels not being too sure whether Lance is going to be able to hold up over the course of a full season. If San Francisco needs to turn to somebody else, Jimmy G has already taken them to the brink of the promised land basically twice at this point. 
So when it comes to the 49ers, my betting takeaway from all this would be that I'm going to be a little bit more careful than I think a lot of bettors are when it comes to looking at San Francisco and the alternative season wins market. We can see the regular number at about a 10 flat, over 11 available at plus 175 at a lot of books, under nine, similar price point, plus 175 if you want to fade a team. A lot of talk about so much variance around San Francisco this season. Now, if Lance does hold up the full season, I think he could be uneven and that could still get them somewhere in that nine to 11 win range. And now that we know Jimmy G's back on board with them, if and when they need to turn to him, very competent, but not a lot of variance to his game. So if anything, it could help smooth things out for the 49ers 2022 campaign. And I'll pose this to you, Ben, because I know that this was a case in which with the 49ers, I actually felt a little bit bullish on them if they would have Jimmy G start the whole season. This at this point, just any sort of futures on the 49ers, it is a stay away for me because I feel like in terms of 2022, I feel a little bit more bullish on Jimmy G. Trey Lance is a future. He's got a much, much higher ceiling. But at the same time, I think that Jimmy G, just for this season, in terms of where he's at right now, I feel a little bit better about him. But I do think that there's a lot going on here with the 49ers. And I just would want no part of either an over or an under with their season wins or really anything on them at this point until I see them the first few weeks of the season. Yeah, definitely. I think we you know, got some taste of what uh, you know, Trey Lance is going to be able to capable of bringing them. Uh, at the starting quarterback position, but uh, like Matt said, really high variance team, uh, especially with Trey Lance at quarterback. I don't think we're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo uh, unless there is quite a bit of struggle out of the gate with Trey Lance at quarterback. So I, I'm more inclined, and I know Matt mentioned this as well, but I do like some of their alternate under win totals. Uh, I do think there is, you know, a high end expectation that Trey Lance could be really good, uh, but he could also be really bad out of the gate. And I do think that uh, this this move kind of signifies the, the 49ers maybe hedging a little bit on that Trey Lance experiment. And, you know, the fact that they maybe do have the best backup quarterback in the NFL, they can go to him quite quickly. And I think, you know, Matt mentioned this again, but uh, they're going to be uh, a much more sound middle of the pack average type team with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. But I still think they're going to have a pretty difficult time getting over that 10 game win total. So I like, you know, an under nine, even if an under eight, if you can find that as well in the market, I think both of those at plus prices make, uh, a lot of sense what I think is going to be a pretty difficult division outside of Seattle. Yep, I do agree with you. I do think that outside of the AFC West, which is just, I mean, an absolutely incredible division, I would put the NFC West number two in terms of most difficult divisions. So I'm in agreement with you there. And then Matt, with regards to what we wound up seeing in the preseason, the dress rehearsals, they are all done. We wound up seeing sub teams. They just didn't wind up playing any of their starters whatsoever. I take a look at that Minnesota Vikings game and well, there was no takeaways because we really wound up seeing a lot of guys that were fighting to be able to make the 53-man roster in that one. But I was pleasantly surprised by some of these starters that we did wind up seeing in Week 3. Was there anything that wound up sending out to you in terms of guys that maybe had a good-slash-rough go of it in preseason, more specifically in Week 3? I think one of the biggest betting takeaways I'm trying to file away for next summer with the abbreviated preseason, it used to be the norm that week three was the dress rehearsal almost across the league. That's not so much the case anymore. Increasingly, some coaches just not playing their starters at all throughout the preseason. Some coaches try to make more of a statement week two, preseason week three. We got a glimpse into how some teams want to approach things. So next year, just something to put a pin in some younger or newer head coaches that rested pretty much all their key players. The Broncos with Nathaniel Hackett now calling the shots and Doug Peterson. He's got some experience, but new to the sidelines in Jacksonville, 
also rested his key guys week three. Some of the guys who opted to play their starters week three, sticking to maybe that old school mentality of that being the dress rehearsal. Guys like Frank Reich in Indianapolis, Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. So next year, maybe there's some good opportunity to get proactive when some sides and totals open involving these teams based on some cards that we were shown closer to kickoff this preseason. And with the Steelers, we touched on Tomlin playing a lot of his guys. They dodged some injury scares with TJ Watt and Deontay Johnson. I'm a little bit concerned with what we saw with their safety, DeMonte Casey, going down. It sounds like he might go on IR. I'm, I'm not sure the latest up-to-the-minute info there. Either way, seems like he's not a go for week one. That could test Pittsburgh's secondary's depth. And with an opponent like Cincinnati on tap week one, I've been leaning toward the Steelers at plus six and a half. But with the secondary not being as deep as we thought it would be, also getting some news that Najee Harris may be dealing with a more serious injury than we had been led to believe. Week three kind of has me leaning toward maybe passing on that Steelers week one bet plus six and a half. I feel like it's one of those things where sometimes the best decisions we can make are the bets that we don't end up making. Yep, and it's a Steelers team that every single time you have a coach by the name of Mike Tomlin, he always is going to be able to give you their best, but when it comes to taking a look at this team, Ben, where do you wind up sitting on them coming into the season? Because, I mean, the track record of Mike Tomlin, it's really second to very, very few in terms of the history of NFL coaching. But I just take a look at this roster, and it's a relatively tough. The offense is not going to be able to generate a lot. Defense, it still should be there. But, I mean, with having TJ Watt suffer a little bit of an injury concern and so much more, I think it's going to be a case which it could wind up really hurting the Steelers team because if they don't have the defense, I don't know where they wind up turning to. Yeah, definitely. I'm, ag- I'm in agreement with you on the offense side of the football. I do think that, you know, a team that, that is going to be breaking in a new quarterback, whether that is Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, uh, really needed to kind of have some of these like playmakers around them throughout training camp in all these preseason games. And that's just not been the case, right? Chase Claypool has been in and out with injuries. Deontay Johnson as well, kind of dealing with, you know, some initial, uh, you know, hiccups and things with regards to his health as well. Uh, and the Najee Harris Linsic uh, sprain, I guess, sort of situation as well. This team really hasn't come together outside of that week three preseason game uh, to play any sort of extended minutes or times. And I think that those are the teams where you look at them with a new quarterback, uh, with everything kind of needing to move in the right direction. And it just hasn't happened so far. So I love Mike Tomlin. Uh, I, you know, he's definitely coached above expectation for his entire time in Pittsburgh, but uh, this could finally definitely be the year where uh, he, he maybe, you know, regresses a little bit. It uh, doesn't necessarily, you know, some of the shine maybe wears off a little bit and they end up falling, you know, well, well short of their, uh, you know, win total in what is going to be uh, maybe the toughest division of the NFL. Yep. And when it comes to the AFC North as well, it's going to be, a lot of storylines this upcoming season. It's a division which I personally do like the Baltimore Ravens in as well, but you still have a team that want to go into the Super Bowl in the Bengals. The wild card that is the Cleveland Browns, so it could be that season which we do wind up seeing a little bit of a fallback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but something that never falls back. The intrigue in week one, we're going to be taking a look at a lot of these games, how to play them. Perhaps throw out there a little bit of advice if you're looking to do a teaser in week one as well. We're going to be doing that next right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network on the Roundtable Discussion. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Pop pocket cash with popular pets. Join the Levi's 501 Pop Culture Pools 
for free and answer questions for a shot at a share of $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Levi's now to get in on the action. Levi's, buy better, wear longer terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for details as it is a look ahead with myself, Greg Peterson, and great to be rejoined by Matt Landis, who does a great job with Props and Ops podcast, and Pro Football Focus's Ben Brown. And we were talking about this a little bit during the break, but you take a look at the lines for week one, and it felt like it was sort of consensus on this one. The one that is most intriguing right now is the Carolina Panthers and the the Carolina Panthers and the Cleveland Browns. And I'll start with you on this one, Matt, because there's a lot of different ways you can wind up playing this with the Browns. They opened up as a pretty good favorite. Now you're finding them as a two-point underdog in most spots. In a few select spots, you're able to find them as a two-and-a-half underdog as well. And if you feel like the line has went a little bit too far and you think that there's a chance that the Browns are able to win this game outright. You're able to take a look there, but this is also a prime teaser spot as well on the Browns. Absolutely. The numbers themselves would bear that out when we've got a short underdog, a game with a low total implying reduced variance. Always good when we're teasing the underdog up through a touchdown. Also, the Browns, as familiar as anybody with Baker Mayfield, so getting him in week one could further reduce the variance in this game. And I think there are a lot of people out there. Greg, I think earlier this offseason, we talked about taking Carolina plus three when that was still on the table prior to the Watson suspension becoming official. And if you're looking to tease Cleveland now, that's not necessarily a hedge. It's a way to try to definitely add to the potential earning coming out of this game. But I think it's plus EV in its own right, just like Panthers plus three or more was a good bet when that number was available. Teasing the Browns up in week one has all kinds of appeal, all kinds of standalone value in my book, and maybe we'll get to it in just a bit, but no shortage of teams to possibly pair the Browns with in a week one teaser. Absolutely, and Ben, I will pose this to you as well, just what you wind up making of how far this line has moved for one in terms of this one, and perhaps being able to find a little bit of a partner to be able to pair this with if you are taking a look at a teaser and or if you're just winding up wanting to take it outright, perhaps put together a two-team money line parlay because there's a lot that you can wind up doing with this game, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I do think it probably has you know shifted too much basically uh, away from Cleveland. I do think they are you know a really sound team, maybe the deepest roster last year. Uh, and guys, two for fifty-three. They just basically didn't really have uh, you know a healthy Baker Mayfield in order to kind of get over the top. Uh, but I still think that they are a team that you know can beat uh, Carolina Panthers with a backup quarterback in Jacoby Brissett. So uh, I I do like Cleveland. I do agree with you. I think the teaser approach makes a ton of sense given the current state of the number uh, where and where it lands in relation to three and seven. Uh, another teaser that I think, or you know, an additional teaser leg that I do think makes a lot of sense. Uh, Cowboys. It's up to seven and a half. It's not necessarily uh, the, the total that you want uh, from a teaser leg, but I do think, uh, you know, the Cowboys in week one, uh, you know, given the state of, you know, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense could be uh, with, you know, the Tom Brady, you know, in and out type situation, Chris Godwin being banged up, Ryan Jensen, uh, you know, not being at, uh, you know, the interior offensive line position. I do think that the Cowboys, uh, you know, at over a touchdown differential could easily cover that teaser leg as well. Yep, and I'll get your thoughts on this game as well, Matt, because we did wind up seeing this be a game in which it wound up opening up a lot of places between two, two and a half. This wound up going down to one and a half with the Tom Brady leave. It wound up going down to, in a lot of spots, honestly, a one, and now we're back to pretty much one and a half across the board. It feels like a very strange circumstance because the one thing that I take a look at with Tom Brady is when Tom Brady teams do wind up losing 
typically does wind up happening earlier in the season. And this is a rematch of a week one game that was closer than a lot of people thought. Being able to either tease this one up or get a little bit of value with the Dallas Cowboys, who this time around are at home, seems to make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, good recall on that week one matchup to open up last season. Depending on when you teased Tampa Bay, if you teased them, you could have won or lost. Of course, that game landed two-point margin of victory for the Bucks. I wouldn't be surprised to see something similar here. And Greg, last week we talked about this game is one that had some teaser appeal and it had fallen out of teaser territory at a few books. I believe Circa in Las Vegas had it at Pick'em this time last week. Circa Colorado, I'm told, even had the Cowboys favored for a bit. The Tyron Smith injury has brought this one back in the Bucks' favor, brought it back into teaser territory if you're looking to get Dallas up through those key numbers of three and seven in a two-team six-point teaser. Like Ben said, the total is pretty high in this one, so it doesn't necessarily fit the model perfectly. But we have seen a lot of under money, and I think if that continues, it could help to further imply reduced variance. And Greg, you talked about Brady often struggling when he does struggle earlier in the season. Wouldn't be surprised to see that here. Ben touched on Ryan Jensen being banged up. The Bucks' offensive line has just been a mash unit, and the season hasn't even started yet. I wouldn't be surprised to see Dallas try to get really creative and do what irritates Brady the most, trying to generate pressure up the middle without blitzing. That could really go a long way in keeping the Cowboys in this game. Yep, and I feel like there's a lot of intrigue in week one with a lot of these NFC teams as well, because a game that just stands out to me, it's not on the best of numbers, but we have seen just here in Las Vegas one of the most popular bets to make this offseason. The Chicago Bears, under their season win total, we talked about it last segment with the San Francisco 49ers, how this could be a high-variance team. But I take a look at them in Week 1 against the Chicago Bears. Right now, just across the board, you're finding the San Francisco Giants as a 7-point favorite. Might be able to get a little bit of reduced juice on that 7. But, Ben, how would you wind up playing this game right now? Because I just don't really see this number moving too much at this point. But with that said, you can obviously tease this down, make it essentially a pick em slash a one-point number, depending upon if you want to go with a six-point teaser or a seven-point teaser. But I do take a look at the San Francisco 49ers team, and I do think that things set up well for them for this upcoming, for this, I should say, beginning stretch of the season. And when it comes to 49ers, I just think that they want to being able to script this out really well for Trey Lance in week one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it couldn't have come, you know, at least a better, you know, a better break in, you know, time for uh, Trey Lance, like quarterback, to start with Chicago. Uh, unfortunately, he is on the road a little bit. I don't know these are definitely two teams that uh, I, I am uh, pretty insistent on getting some more information before really uh, diving into either, uh, you know, betting on them or trying to fade them in a number of spots. But I, th- I look at the total in this matchup, 41 and a half. Uh, hasn't really moved too much, basically, from where it opened at. Uh, I think that, you know, both defenses uh, could easily have some holes. Obviously, San Francisco's returning a number of guys, fourth best defense in the NFL, according to some of our, you know, massive power rating type projections that are based off PFF grade. Uh, Chicago's nowhere close to that. But actually, I think Justin Fields, uh, you know, showed enough for me in the preseason that. Uh, I definitely think that these, you know, that offense from Chicago maybe could be just a little bit better than what people expect. So I think over 41 and a half would be uh, the only real spot I want to get involved with in this particular matchup. Uh, Definitely taking a wait and see approach on both these teams if I want to back or fade either of them on the spread. But uh, I'm just not seeing much value at the current seven point number to really get uh, enticed by either side of that spread. 
Yeah, and I do agree with regards to just the number itself because with it being currently on seven, this is one that wound up opening up at six and a half. At six and a half, I thought that you wound up having a little bit of value now that we've gone up to seven. I do think that it makes it a little bit tougher if you're looking to wind up playing it outright because if you wind up getting the seven point win, obviously you're able to cover six and a half at seven. Now it becomes a push, Matt. And I do think that that is something that is very key to take a look at because I do feel like the best of the number right now with the 49ers, it is gone. You still have. Obviously, the value if you're looking to maybe turn this into one of your legs in a little bit of a teaser, but I do think that that is something to really monitor, and if you do wind up getting lucky and there winds up being a six-half pop-up, maybe you wind up firing in there, but I do take a look at this 49ers game, and I do think that it's become a little bit more of a case of which it could wind up being a better teaser leg rather than trying to lay the seven with the 49ers. Yeah, I'll agree with Ben and consider one additional angle. When it comes to the teaser, Greg, I maybe I'm a little bit too stubborn in this. If I can't tease through seven and three, then I tend not to tease at all. So if I'm starting at seven, especially when the line has been lower, I'm probably just going to let it go, especially if you're paying the standard going rate of a teaser these days, minus 120. Um, if you're just, you know, banking on a one point or two point win for the Niners, that's not so likely if you're not teasing through the seven, probably better off to consider the total. Like Ben said, I think especially with, you know, some rule changes, if the point of emphasis extends into the regular season of refs throwing more flags for illegal contact, if that just adds one possession to a select number of games, that could maybe skew things a bit toward the over. So I'll be looking that way, specifically with the Niners and Bears. If I had to bet this one way right now, I might just see what the best number I could get would be on Nick Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year, because it wouldn't be surprising to see him compile several sacks against that porous Bears offensive line if Fields holds the ball a little bit trying to make something happen. So with a lot of futures, it's all about market entry, and this might be the time, if you're going to bet Nick Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year, to get that in before Week 1 kicks off. And it's going to be really fascinating to see what we wind up getting in these Week 1 games, because... There is typically no shortage of underdogs that wind up coming through. And I know that both of you gentlemen, Matt and Ben, you guys do an amazing job being able to cover the sport that we all love. Thank you so much for joining me tonight to both of you. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Always a pleasure to have these round tables. Always great to get a number of perspectives. And coming up next, we're going to take a look at the baseball slate for Tuesday right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local team's Bet Rivers, as you've covered us, we have launched a City of C- CityCast to be able to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. We've got CityCast for Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever your podcast says. This is The Look Ed with myself, Greg Peterson, and great to have that roundtable discussion as we have Matt Landis along with Ben Brown, does a terrific job of pro football focus for Ben Brown, and then with Matt Landis, he does a great job with the Props and Hops podcast. These guys are incredibly knowledgeable and always great to be able to get two great minds on at the same time to take a look forward at week one, react to what we wound up seeing this preseason as well. So was great to be able to get them aboard. And we're going to be keeping the NFL discussion going in hour number three because Chris Raybon, he does a great job at the Action Network taking a look at both the NFL from a betting perspective, but also is going to be able to lend a little bit of hope when it comes to both the fantasy side of things. And then on top of that, if you're looking to fire in on some player props for the upcoming season. He's going to have us covered there. So looking forward to that in hour number three. But you know what? With the football season coming up, it is all well and good. But we've got to make some money here on this Tuesday. And unfortunately, we do not wind up having any college football or any uh, or any NFL action. So let's take a look at the baseball board and try to attack that as we've got all 30 games or all 30 teams that are going to be in action. And How about if we wind up taking a look at the biggest line on the board as we've got the Colorado Rockies. They're going to be on the road. They're going to be facing off against the Atlanta Braves. This is 955-956 on the board with Max Fried going for the Braves. And Jose Ureña is on the bump for the Colorado Rockies. And with the Rockies, this number has gotten up there. They opened up about plus 245. You're finding them between plus 290 and plus 305. And take a look at the Braves. It is right around a minus 345 to a minus 365 line with a total of eight, seeing a straight eight and a half out there at DraftKings as well, by and large seeing mostly eights. And this is a circumstance in which we've just gotten up there a little bit too high. I laid out in our number one what home, what favorites of minus $3 or greater have been hitting at. The 43 and 23 record sounds nice, but if you bet $100 on every one of these favorites of at least minus 300 or greater, you're down over $1,000, 
hitting at about a 65% clip. I mean, that just is unpalatable, in my opinion. And Max Fried has been able to do a solid job this season. He's got a 12-4 and record, not necessarily a strikeout artist, but he's still getting eight and a half to nine strikeouts per nine innings. Has done a nice job holding down the fort, not giving up a lot of walks, but he just does not warrant being this big of a favorite, even against a Colorado Rockies team that, if you take a look at what they've done this season, they've been actually a team that you're able back at home. At home, they've got a record above 500. They're 19 and 42 on the road, but the gentleman that they're throwing out there, Jose Urena, he did not wind up starting with the Colorado Rockies beginning of the season. He actually want to be getting with the Milwaukee Brewers. So he's not quite as acclimated to Colorado, and you can see that in his home and road splits. And that's actually a little bit of a better circumstance when you do wind up hitting the road because he's got a 736 home ERA compared to an ERA that's more than three points lower on the road, a 421 ERA. He's been able to keep the ball in the yard, giving up three home runs at 25 and two-thirds innings in his road starts. Now, be mindful that he is going to give up some walks, and he does not wind up getting a lot of strikeouts. As a matter of fact, He's got 31 strikeouts and 31 walks in his 58 and two-thirds innings. That's right around five per nine in terms of both of those categories. So that is a little bit brutal. But in terms of the Atlanta Braves, they have not been able to get a lot of power recently out of Austin Riley. He's got two home runs over the team's last 30 days. Now, he's been able to do a relatively solid job of still being able to get on base, move the line as he, Dansby Swanson, Michael Harris the second. They're only between about a 282 to 95. So they've checked that box. You've got Ronald Acuna Jr., He's done a good job of being able to reach base. You still have the firepower that is provided by Matt Olson. And when it comes to Colorado Rockies, it certainly has been a sad state of affairs in terms of being able to go deep on the road, as this is Rockies team, in which they wind up generating right around 0.65 home runs per game on the road, compared to closer to 1.15 home runs per game when they are at home. Someone like a CJ Chrome, for instance, he's got 23 home runs this season, 17 have come at home. Brendan Rodgers, 11 home runs this season. 10 of one coming at home. You're able to go up and down the list for these guys with their demonstrative home and road splits. But with the Atlanta Braves, the bullpen has been a little bit shaky as well. You want to see A.J. Minter on Sunday Night Baseball wind up not being able to get the job done. You've got Jackson Stevens, who's now no longer with the team. I believe that he is on the injured list. So that winds hurting them a little bit. Dylan Lee has been a little bit touch and go recently as well. So you have a lot of guys that they are not necessarily pitching up to the sets that we've seen throughout the entirety of the season. And for the Colorado Rockies, not been the greatest bullpen for this team this season, but they get back Alex Calme, one of their better pieces out there in the bullpen. Daniel Bard has been able to do a nice job in a safe spot as well. And it's a Braves bunch that they've been a little bit shaky in some of these bigger favorite games as well recently. So I do think that there's a case to be made that got some value here with the Colorado Rockies, a team that they wound up as very nearly a $3 underdog just on Sunday. Getting the job done against Max Scherzer, that was a 1-0 game, and I don't think that we're going to see another 1-0 game in this circumstance, but I do think that you're going to see a lower-scoring game. I do think that the Colorado Rockies are going to get a halfway decent start from Jose Urania, and that is big in this circumstance. As long as I was getting at least a plus 290, so I myself did need a big plus price to be able to take a shot on the Colorado Rockies. I was willing to go there, and I mean, in all honesty, if you don't think that the Colorado Rockies are going to be able to win this game outright, but You'd rather play it a little bit safer. You're looking at getting a run in half or in some circumstances, sometimes you can wind up getting two and a half runs at relatively solid value. You're getting it at anywhere between about a plus 135 to a plus 140 in terms of the run line. I would need a little bit more personally because I do think that it should be a little bit more of a plus price on the Colorado Rockies in terms of run and half personally. So I'm just going to stick with the money line in this spot. But that said, I do think that this is just a line in which it's gotten up a little bit too lofty, and these $3 favorites, 
They've not been profitable all season. I do not think that the profitability is going to be going up in this circumstance. If I am getting an eight and a half, would certainly like that under. I like the eight under two, but certainly the eight and a half. If you're out there in a market that offers DraftKings, certainly getting some value there. So looking at the under, and I'm going to be taking a look at the Colorado Rockies. And I know that our good friend Jason Weingarten does a great job with the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. He wanted to mention this game a little bit earlier to me and liking the home underdog. So let's dive into this one, 953-954. The New York Metropolitans are going to be playing with the LA Dodgers as we've got Andrew Heaney on the bump for the Dodgers and it is going to be Tywin Walker is going to be on the bump for the Mets. And with the Mets, you're getting them anywhere between about a plus 110 to a plus 125 number. And for the Dodgers, you're going to be getting them anywhere between minus 126, which that's the number currently where I sit at Circa, and you're finding them as high as a minus 135 with 8.5 being the total end. This is one of these rare circumstances where I want to see where this winds up settling in on the market because on my personal handicap, I did wind up making the LA Dodgers a minus 126 favorite. So if I were to play it right now, I would go behind me. I would lay the minus 126, but I mean, that is at the absolute max that I'd be willing to lay on the LA Dodgers. And guess what? With the LA Dodgers, typically the money winds up coming in on them because everyone loves the LA Dodgers, but what I do think is intriguing here is the run line as well, because right now with the Dodgers, you're finding them anywhere between plus 125 to plus 130 in terms of the run line. I would need a little bit closer to a plus 140, and this is even with just knowing how the Dodgers have been on the run line. And with the Dodgers, they've won now 89 games this season. That is by far the best number out there in the big leagues. 78 of those wins have on it coming by multiple runs. They have been a machine on the run line. So this more or less comes down to if I can wind up getting a little bit of a better plus number on the run line, or if we wind up getting the Mets more around about a plus 125 or a little bit greater than that, because when it comes to the Mets, they're throwing out there a guy in Tywin Walker who's given up three runs of fear, now 10 out of his last 11 starts, and he, unlike Andrew Heaney, has really been able to do a great job of being able to limit the deep ball. Now, if there is trepidation in terms of Tywin Walker, it is that we wound up seeing last season. He wound up doing a good job of limiting the deep ball towards the first half of the season, then he was giving a bomb after bomb after bomb towards the second half of the season. So that is not necessarily what you do want there. But you do take a look at the flip side and what you're able to get out of Andrew Heaney just all throughout his career. It has been a circumstance where he has been giving up way too many home runs. And I've noticed it in his last few starts. He wanted giving up a good mind four home runs in his last two starts against the Milwaukee Brewers. Prior to that, he was posting up right around a sub-1 ERA. And for that instance, you still have Andrew Heaney at a sub-250 ERA and I do think that Andrew Heaney is better than what he wound up showing while he's with the LA Dodgers, and then he was just getting completely torpedoed when he was with the New York Yankees. A field of dreams game is where you wound up making a lot of dreams come through with a lot of balls flying over the fence into the corn. But you take a look at the Dodgers lineup, they certainly are going to have a little bit of a leg up here. Mookie Betts, north of 30 home runs. He's been magnificent. And then you've got Cody Bellinger, Max Muncie, Throw in there Trey Turner, Will Smith, Freddie Freeman, all giving you between 17 and 19 home runs this season. They have been masterful, but with that said, with the Mets, they do a good job of being able to move the line. Jeff McNeil's been able to hit above a 3 inner. You've had Starling Marte be one of the more consistent hitters in the second half of the season in general. And then you've got Pete Alonso, north of 30 home runs, north of 100 RBI. They've been able to shore up that bridge to Edwin Diaz with the way that South Lugo has been able to pitch as well. And for the Dodgers, they've got that good old question mark of Craig Kimbrell and that, I think, is right now the biggest kryptonite for the Dodgers. So I'm going to be waiting to see how this one winds up moving overnight. But I'm able to get north of a plus 126 on the Mets. I'd be willing to fire there. And 
That's where I do think that the money will wind up ending up, but this is one that I'd be playing a little bit more by ear, and an 8.5 will be looking at an under as well. And coming up in our number three, we've got a lot of NFL Week 1 to break down, a lot of baseball for Tuesday to break down as well, right here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. Regular season football is just around the corner. The VEASAN team has been prepping all summer for this. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power ratings, VEASAN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts, NFL veteran experts, NFL veteran experts, NFL veteran experts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.